Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. And so if you want a daily masterpiece... It starts by living your values and doing these behaviors on a daily basis. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. If you are a sports fan, then you probably already have some sort of expectation for what you're going to hear in today's interview. But if you have no idea about sports at all, you're going to be hearing about one of the legendary basketball coaches of all time, John Wooden, and the leadership lessons from his life. Whether you're an avid sports fan or you stay as far away from the stuff as possible, you're going to really learn a lot from today's episode and have a great sense of how you can be leading differently after our interview today. We're going to get to a little bit more about our guest in just a second, but first... It's great when you have time to listen to podcasts, but sometimes you just need to get straight to the facts. And that's why we've put together the Leadership Action List. It's a year's worth of weekly action steps to improve your leadership. If you want to be a noticeably different leader in one year, this simple but effective resource is for you. Download this list for free at leadershipactionlist.com. Once again, for an entire year of weekly leadership development, go to leadershipactionlist.com. Our guest today is a coach, speaker, and CEO with more than 25 years of experience enhancing the performance of individuals, teams, and organizations. As president of the John R. Wooden course and CEO of Golden Communications, he helps organizations from youth sports teams to Fortune 100 companies refine their values, mission, and vision. He's co-author of Coach'em Way Up, Five Lessons for Leading the John Wooden Way. Here is Jason Levin. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Joshua. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? I am ready. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? The lesson or saying that I would choose if I were to pick one would be make each day your masterpiece. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is... Empathetic, confident, and or courageous, and a leader is fair. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? Can you teach character? And just out of curiosity, what is the answer that you would give to that? The answer is yes. What is a book that you would recommend to leaders? The best book I've read in the last two years is James Clear's Atomic Habits. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? I would... Encourage them to take the Pyramid of Success personal assessment, which comes with a 30-day playbook. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit more later on in the interview. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Why not? Failing is a good thing. 
Well, Jason, we're here today to talk about your new book recently released called Coach Em Way Up, Five Lessons for Leading the John Wooden Way. Now, there are going to be a lot of people who know the name John Wooden, but for those who are not in the sports world, could you just give people an overview of who this gentleman is and why he's someone we're talking about today in the leadership space if he was really primarily known for sports? Yeah, that's a good underpinning knowledge to have as it relates to this book. But if you Google 50 greatest coaches of all time, there's a debate on who number two is, but there's really no debate on number one. And it's coach John Wooden, who was the UCLA basketball coach and really the coach's coach. Uh, But if you don't like sports, you might not know who he is, but that wouldn't even be relevant for this book or what, what we use his principles for. Matter of fact, if you were to ask coach what he'd like to be remembered as, he passed away in 2010. But if he were here and you were to ask him who he would like to be known as, he would tell you he would like to be known as an English teacher and a life coach. It just so happened he was the greatest basketball coach ever to live. So when it comes to coaching, English, life coach, still it doesn't really strike at the heart of why leadership. And so could you share a little bit about why John Wooden was known for his leadership and and really maybe some of the things that have come from his leadership that you've derived and others have derived to formulate really what has become a, a really great opportunity, a really great tool, a really great program for leadership development. Yeah, sure. So the, the notion of the coach is really foundation of why he was such a great leader. I think there are many leaders that are out there that are not great coaches. I think that's fair to say. But I would say there are no great coaches that aren't great leaders. And the coach, uh, everyone needs a coach. I mean, I don't know of any high-performing athlete, musician, artist uh, that doesn't have or be able to point to a coach or mentor in their lives. Uh, and, and minus uh, the parents, if you were fortunate to have parents that breathed into you, many times the coach was the first person in your life that really told you that you could do something that maybe you didn't think that you could do. And I ask that question a lot to people. Who was the first coach, minus your parents, who was the first coach that really told you that you could be bigger and better and do things that you had no idea that you could do? And most high-performing people that I speak to, they don't have trouble with that question. They can cite uh, their coach and mentors in their lives that made that difference. So we're going to be talking about the course that you have developed over the years that's based off of John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. But one of the things I'd like to hear from you is what is the thinking behind your new book, Coach Em Way Up? What are those five lessons for leading the John Wooden way? That's a good question. So the Pyramid of Success is no secret. I I think it's public domain. If you Google it, you'd get 70 million hits on it. This book talks about what we call the five lessons for leading the John Wooden way. For starters, the John Wooden way is is a path, if you can picture a path, is to help you realize your true potential while helping others do the same. So how do you get on that path? Well, there are five lessons that we write in the book. And if you don't mind, I could tell you what those five are, just you know, a macro view of what those lessons are. Yeah, that'd be amazing. The first lesson, it starts with the quality of your thinking. How are you thinking? What are you thinking about? Chances are, if if you feel like your life is unfulfilled and isn't doing what you would hope that your life is doing, 
there's a great chance that you you spend a lot of time thinking about yourself. And the first challenge and the first lesson in coaches five lessons is what you're thinking about. So we can get into what that looks like, but let's talk about the second step, which is the example you set. So once you get your thinking straight, now you have to, for the cliche, walk the talk. What example are you setting and how are you living your day and what are your behaviors like? And the third step is how you teach. How you teach to me is the breakthrough step because when you teach something, uh, you start the beginning of mastery. And so you'll notice when you get to step three that your step one and two improve because you will have higher expectations of yourself. So this is part of the model of coaching yourself because you have to be able to coach yourself before you coach others. So now we got how you think, step one, the example you set, step two, how you teach, step three, and step four is how you lead. And there's something different between teaching and leading. Leading is ultimately what coaches do. They lead teams. They uh, work towards the group's goals. They're fair. And they, they lead people into a common goal. And the last step is how you mentor. And any life worth living uh, has mentorship because we know it is much better to give than get. And to be a mentor is the highest accolade in life because you're helping others and you're invested in giving back. So I'd like to go to those five lessons in just a second. Before that, though, you, you've kind of differentiated between teaching and leading. But just real quick, what are your thoughts on the difference between teaching, leading, and mentoring if you were to succinctly in a sentence or two differentiate between all three of those? Yeah, well, teaching, you can do you know really one-on-one, and you can still not be leading a team. So the lead becomes this head coach where you have responsibilities to develop the group and not so much just an individual. And if you're lucky enough to be in a position of leadership, like I said at the beginning, not all leaders are great coaches, but all coaches are great leaders. You asked me a question, Joshua, some of the descriptors, what a leader is. And one of them I said was empathetic. And today's leader, you know, empathy I would describe it the difference between a, a dictator and maybe a player's coach. Sometimes you hear that in athletics. Who, who are the player's coaches? The dictator role at work, it just doesn't work anymore. I mean, it might have worked back in the day of many decades ago, but today people in your organization are looking for a player's coach. And so that would be, that would be a, a huge differentiator between uh, teaching and leading is your ability to really put yourself in your player's shoes and spend your day working on, on their successes because their successes are actually, uh, they can tell when you're interested in their successes. So the first lesson is the quality of your thinking. Talk to us about the quality and how we can maybe improve the quality or think about the quality of our thinking. Yeah. So what are you thinking about? And I always ask people when you wake up in the morning, what do you start thinking about? Because whatever that answer is, is most likely controlling you. If you think about your stocks, you might go check your stocks. If you think about your reputation, you might go check your social media or your likability. If you think about uh, your master, you might, you might do a Bible study or a devotion. Uh, what are you thinking about? Because that is the foundation of what is going to define you. And 
leaders and great coaches know that the quality of their thinking has to start by thinking values first. And if you see someone who is empty and see someone who doesn't feel like they are living a full life, chances are they haven't discovered and identified and self-published their own values. So the pyramid of success, which is one tool, and there are many tools out there. This is not the only tool. The pyramid of success is a beautifully constructed blueprint that has 25 behaviors. There's 25 blocks in that pyramid that you could look at and study and adopt if you would like, or use them to create your own values. And the quality of your thinking has to start every morning, every day, making sure that you are living a life that is consistent with your values. When it comes to developing values, what would be your recommendation if someone wanted to look at those 25 behaviors of the pyramid of success? What is a recommendation that you'd be able to give listeners on how to begin formulating their own values and probably what's a more coherent way than they ever have before? That's a good question. I, I would say if you got the pyramid out, and there's many ways to use this pyramid, and by the way, these are not complicated words, friendship, loyalty, cooperation, self-control, alertness, initiative. The words are not complicated. Deep down, we're all sixth graders at heart and needing the same things that we need. So these are blocks that you can read and learn and particularly listen to Coach Wooden's definition and application of each block. But I would say if you were to start anywhere, you would start what Coach called his bottom layer, the tier of the pyramids called the foundation. I would say you start with the cornerstones. And the cornerstones are industriousness and enthusiasm. Those are the the two foundations or what Coach called the cornerstones that uh, if Coach had advice for us today, he would say, I would definitely take those two blocks and start going to work on those two things. Industriousness, which is hard work and careful planning. And enthusiasm means you just rub off on others that you are giving good energy and people know when they see you that they can expect good enthusiasm and energy in the room. One of the things that I had not thought about and probably wouldn't have even realized by looking at the pyramid of success, but you mentioned this in your book, is that there is no winning. Can you talk to us about why this would not be included when we're talking about one of the most successful coaches from a a winning and loss standpoint of all time. And certainly, like you've already said at the beginning of this interview, the person that people would consider the greatest coach of all time. Why is winning not on this pyramid of success? Jeez, that's such a good question. You know, we just had a Super Bowl. We uh, watched two teams play and one team win. And there are 32 teams in the NFL. And they all have the same goal, which is to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that is, I think that's everyone's goal at the beginning of the season is to win the Super Bowl, but only one team gets to win. So it certainly couldn't be the goal that differentiated the teams. Because if everyone has the same goal, then what is it that differentiates teams? So coach knew that. And so he never set out at the beginning of of the season to say that we're going to win it. Although he did win it 10 out of 12 years, which is, you know, unheard of and will never be repeated, but it wasn't, his goal, and he didn't focus on that as the goal. What he focused was on the values of the team and the process and the practices and aligning that to the values. So if you work on all of those inputs, uh, the output happened to be winning. But it was you can't focus on the output. You have to focus on the 
inputs. The next lesson is how you set the example. And I don't know if you would have shared this otherwise, but I think it'd be really interesting for you to share a little bit from your own life that you share in the beginning of the book about how you perhaps unknowingly set an example to the person who had become one of your first employers. Could you talk about the importance of setting an example through the work that you do? You know, when I graduated uh, USC from from uh, college, I was going to continue my career in the food business. I was a waiter. I was a really good waiter. And what would happen when I would wait tables without knowing, I had this industriousness and enthusiasm that I didn't know how to define that, but it, it came with it came with my daily spirit. And waiting tables on customers, to my surprise, uh, one of my customers who was who was at the restaurant, kind of known as a picky customer, although I didn't think he was picky at all. I, I thought he was great. So every time he'd walk in, I say, put him in my station, put him in my station, him and his family. And I would wait tables uh, all through college. And I waited on, on some of these customers for two, three years. I had many of my customers say, look me up when you're out of school, including this one who I did. And he gave me my first opportunity in corporate America to work as an intern, but to learn the ropes of business, which I never would have gone into. I was for sure going to have a career in the restaurant industry because I know how to serve. It's one thing I know how to do well. But to honor my parents, my parents said, why don't you give business a chance since you've got your degree? And I said, okay, I'll do that. And yeah, I, got, I really got hired off the restaurant floor in my 20s. So from that or from the example of John Wooden, what would you say are some insights that you could provide to leaders about setting an example? Well, I think the example that that I would set in the in the restaurant was one of behaviors that you could see in that pyramid. Enthusiasm and cooperation, uh, loyalty and friendship, industriousness. Again, I, I was doing those things in the restaurant, but didn't know what they were. So what the pyramid does it gives you the ability to see these 25 behaviors that will that will lead to true success and in true success by coach wooden's standard I, I think it'd be important to talk about what success is as defined by coach wooden which is a very very famous position that he is given and i always recommend people see his ted talk if you just google coach wooden ted talk you know it's 15 minutes there of a 92 year old gentleman that is giving you his view of success, which is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you made the effort to do your best to become the best you are capable of becoming. So coach's definition of success is part of those values and foundations that you might adopt, which is knowing that if you are living these behaviors and the examples that you are setting are based on these 25 behaviors that you have had a very successful day. Matter of fact, you could have a masterpiece every day because all of these behaviors are obtainable daily. And so if you want a daily masterpiece, it starts by living your values and doing these behaviors on a daily basis. And I think there's a lot of value to that. You derive value and and meaning and significance from living out of those values. And if people are watching and seeing how you're living your life consistently, that's just an added bonus. But certainly that's a great way to set an example. Live your values and people will be watching. Now, 
Jason, one of the things that would be helpful from lesson three, which is how you teach, is coaching techniques from John Wooden. Any insight there? Mm, Coaching techniques from Coach Wooden. Well, I would say that one of the most important things that, that you can do and that we do here at our company is give people immediate feedback. The immediate feedback means the minute you see something that needs correction and you identify what needs correction for improvement, not for punishment, for but improvement, uh, you need to immediately give that to the person you're teaching so they can make the correction. And it's how you give that feedback and them trusting you, knowing that you're giving them that feedback because you're interested in their development. I think there are many, many people that are in leadership roles that are, frankly, afraid to give immediate feedback. And that is uh, certainly not a coach. If you've ever had a coach, you know that a coach will give you, will give you immediate feedback. And he will do it with directness and he'll do it with your trust because he has earned your trust because he has got your interest in mind. What were John Wooden's thoughts on leadership? How would he how would he define leadership? Because the the fourth lesson is how you lead. Could you just share what he would he would consider as far as a concise definition, or may, or maybe the way he would live out his life as a leader? Well, he would he would define leadership. Uh, actually, I'll quote him because he defined it for us in his practical uh, book. It's called the ability to get individuals to work together for the common good and for the best possible results, while at the same time letting them know they did it themselves. So the leading part is really moving your group for a common goal, and at the end, making sure that they know that they were the ones that did it. Now, the final lesson is on mentorship. Could you share with us a little bit more? You've already talked about mentors and coaches and the importance of having people in your life who can help you to go beyond maybe even what you thought was possible. Could you share some final thoughts based off of John Wooden's life that we could learn on mentorship? I will. Usually when I start with a coaching session with somebody or a team, I will ask them to write down who the first person that they can remember that were not their parents, that made a huge difference in their lives as a mentor or coach, and why. And I get answers, you know, the sixth grade science teacher, or the high school football coach, or the band instructor. And I get all these great answers, and and I listen why they chose that person. And after we go through that simple exercise, I ask the group, is anyone saying that about you? And you get a little pause. And, and I said, I would like someone to talk about you that way one day. Because I think what you have done, how you are talking about your, your football coach, is very honorable. And wouldn't it be neat if other people were talking about you in the same way? Because there is no greater honor than to be a mentor. And if you just listen to people talk about their mentors, it gives you goosebumps, the difference that they've made in their lives. So the fifth step or the fifth lesson is how you are mentoring. You got to do the other four steps first, though. You know, you have to you have to get your thinking straight and you've got to 
set the right example. You need to teach, you need to lead, and you have this opportunity to mentor, which is, we kind of say it, it, it picks up where Jim Collins left off. You remember From Good to Great, a very famous book by by Jim Collins. We say that the last step for coach is going from greatness to goodness. There's a lot of goodness in mentoring. Well, Jason, I would love for you to share any final thoughts that you might have for the listeners based off of either things we've discussed in today's interview or maybe something that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. If you were to leave listeners with a final thought based off of Coach Wooden's life, what would you want that to be? I would say that you know, if you are leading a group, consider the coaching attributes as being something to focus on. Again, a leader is, is is one thing, but a coach is a higher level of leader. And particularly, you can't ignore this COVID-19 while people have talked about it for a year. It's because it's still very relevant. A lot of people are trying to figure out what the workplace looks like as we come out of this pandemic and how you would lead your teams. And everyone's trying to figure out their strategy. I would suggest that the strategy is not nearly as important as the culture. If you get your culture straight and you teach character and you use something like the pyramid of success, you can create a culture of competitive greatness. And then it won't really matter what your strategy is in post-COVID-19. Work from home, hybrid, come in, stay out. Because if you get your culture set, the strategy will take care of itself. Well, Jason, if people have connected with what you've shared today, where would you like for them to go to find out more about you and Coach Em Way Up as well as the John R. Wooden course? Yeah, the Coach Em Way Up has got a website and it's available on all major retail outlets, the book. And it's called Coach Em Way Up, Five Lessons for Leading the John Wooden Way. Uh, we also have a website called the John R. Wooden Course, which is our consulting practice, where if you're interested in getting a coach, we've got certified certified Wooden Way coaches uh, throughout the country who are happy to talk to you and perhaps engage with you, put you through the assessment, and maybe get you on the Wooden Way path. All right, Jason, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Joshua. If you would like to find out more about Coach'em Way Up and the Wooden Course, you can start off by going to coachemwayup.com. That website, as well as other ways to connect with the Wooden Course and with Jason, are in the show notes below. Now, let's go ahead and get to today's three key takeaways. The first takeaway is this. The quality of your thinking is defined by your values. What is it that you're thinking about when you get up every single morning? What is it that you actually value? And do the things that your life shows that you value actually line up with the things that you want to value? And if those two don't align, what do you need to begin doing so that your life actually aligns with your values? The next key takeaway is connected to identifying those values. I love what Jason said about using the cornerstones of the pyramid of success. Those two cornerstones are industriousness and enthusiasm. Whatever else you include in your values, include the two cornerstones of industriousness and enthusiasm in your life. And the final key takeaway is that winning is a result 
of your values rather than a value itself. Winning is the output. Your values are the input. What are you putting into your life, into your system, into the way you operate so that winning is the natural result of your life? One thing I want to add in closing today is that if you want to make sure that you have the proper inputs so that winning is the output, so that winning in your leadership, winning on your team is the result of what you're doing, download the Leadership Action List. It's a free resource of weekly leadership action steps that you can be taking for an entire year. This is something you can incorporate into your own life or use with your team. But if you want to make sure that you have the results you want, make sure that you're doing the right things, you're taking the right steps every single day so that you can reach your goals and have success in your life and in your leadership. Once again, that's the free leadership action list that you can download at leadershipactionlist.com. Until next time, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well.